a couple of years ago, I was introduced to a pastor. You know, we've been uh, supporting or trying to support uh, Israel. In Isaiah 43, the scripture prophesies that in the last days, uh, here it is, it says, don't, don't be afraid for I am with you. I will gather you and your children from east and west. I will say to the north and south, bring my sons and daughters back to Israel from the distant corners of the earth. Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. The Bible talks about in the end times that millions of people would be, the Lord would bring his people back. They were dispersed throughout the world, but they'd come in back to Israel. And Pastor Israel and his wife, Vicki, who's with us today, they have received a mandate from the Lord to help those that are coming back. And they've been doing an outstanding job of just reaching out to these people that are, that are, are Jewish, but they don't, they, they weren't raised in the homeland and they're coming back. And Pastor Israel and his wife, Vicki, are working hard and, and being very successful in ministering to them. So we got this little short video. Doug, do we have it? I want to show you this little short video and then I want you to help me welcome Pastor Israel as he comes up and just shares with you what's going on in Israel. Voice of Judah Israel is a mover and shaker in a land that is being awakened, and we are witnessing revival in the making. We are a dynamic Israeli ministry that is making a difference in the land, touching hearts, changing lives, spreading the gospel with power, planting new congregations, feeding and clothing the poor. Caring for families and building stronger communities. Discipling a generation of young leaders. Voice of Judah Israel, the revival has begun. Amen. Pastor Israel, what an honor to have you and your, your, your bride, Vicki, with us. It's been, a, it's been truly an honor to just be able to partner with somebody in the homeland. Their church is in Ashdod, and uh, they've received persecution. The Orthodox Jews are, are uh, nailing curses to the walls of their building and just doing everything they can to stop the work. But despite their effort, God has graced them, and they're continuing to flourish, and they're continuing to do great things. Amen? After he finishes ministering, I'm going to come back up, and we're going to receive a missions offering. I know Pastor Brandon told you we, uh, we didn't do it last week, but we're going to do it this week. So welcome Pastor Israel as he comes and shares the word. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Toth and Pastor Tanya. So it's wonderful to be here, and uh, well, back home I used to say Shabbat Shalom, but it's Sunday here. <laughs> but anyway, it's amazing to see what God is doing all over the earth, Nepal, America, uh, and Israel. Finally, also Israel. Hallelujah. And it's a wonderful story because it's a land of the Bible, and we read in the Bible what God has promised to do, and now walk in the land, we see 
prophecy coming to pass. And uh, you helping us by supporting our ministry, helping us to really be part of these prophecies. So it's just amazing. Sometimes I get too excited and I speak fast. And you know, English is my third language. In Israel, we speak many languages. And uh, it's not American English. It's more like international. So if I say something you don't understand me, just raise your hand, okay? I will slow down. Oh, so many hands. No, just kidding. <laughs> Anyway, God is good, and it's really prophetic time. And I'm going to speak with you, word of God, and what God is doing in Israel, around Israel. But what's most important, it's connected to your life, to your church, to your family, because it's a kingdom of God. And speaking of uh, of Israel, we're speaking really not about people or Israel itself, but we're speaking about Bible and fulfillment and God's faithfulness. And you know, uh, is God using pretty often Israel as an example and encouragement for us. You know, his, his faithfulness is just amazing. But I would like to start this uh, morning with the scripture, Matthew, Matthew 5, 14, 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Can you imagine Jesus himself speaking about you, about your life, saying that you are his light? It's amazing. Sometimes it's even a little scary because we not always feel like that, you know, full of power and light and encouragement. You know, we live normal life. But God, he's put, God has put his light in us. You know, during the worship here, during the worship, I just felt presence of the Holy Spirit very powerful. It's very powerful. So uh, God is here. Jesus is here. Holy Spirit is doing his work in, in you. He's here for you. Hallelujah. And it's so, so wonderful to come together to worship Jesus, to proclaim his truth, to receive prayers, to pray for others, and to let this light shine. And then you go out and light is continue, right? It's not only in the church. Church is just a place of training and encouragement and power, but then you're going out to carry his power, right? That's about you. I'm speaking about you. You know, in Israel, we have one problem sometimes. When I speak uh, about call of God, you know, about power of God, about his destiny, his plans, and what he is able to do in us and through us, you know, my people pretty often think about pastors. They will say, oh, yeah, yeah, my pastor is so good, he's so close to God. He is, yeah, it's about him. Or maybe church leaders. But, you know, it's about you. Everyone who believe in Jesus, who call upon the name of Jesus, it's about you. So can you do me a favor? Can you turn to your neighbor? Can you tell him? He's going to speak about you. Tell him, please. He's going to speak about you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, next scripture is Isaiah 60, verse uh, 1 and 2. It says here, Arise, shine, for your light has come, 
and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Hallelujah. That's a wonderful promise. That's a wonderful proclamation. You know, I, we're coming, me and my wife, we're from Israel, from the Middle East. And if you check your maps, you know, the geography, you will see that Israel is right in the middle of Middle East. It's interesting, but it's a little tiny country in the size of New Jersey, placed right in the middle of Middle East is Israel. And you know, we really see how this word and promise is working. And it's just amazing. It's just outstanding. You know, when you come to Middle East, you will see there is shaking. There is lots of changes. There is bloodshed. There is war. There is uh, troubles and problems. But God holding his hand over Israel. And it's amazing. You know, daily existence of the land of Israel. First of all, it's promised by God. You heard the Isaiah. It's promised by God, but it's also become reality. Daily existence of Israel, it's a miracle. And there are so many miracles taking place all the time, every day. It's just just amazing. And you know, I remember talking to Pastor Todd when he came to Israel and he's going to come again and preach for us to, to minister to Israelis, to you know, lift up and build and share his experience with Israeli leaders. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're looking forward, Pastor Todd and all the uh, brothers who comes. But you said to me that you feel in Israel very safe, right? You open your TV when there is news. It doesn't feel like. It doesn't sound like, right? It doesn't look like. But it's very safe because God is doing amazing work in the midst of enemies, in the midst of uh, problems. You know, this word is given to people of Israel but also is given to all of us, you know, Isaiah. And right now, we see how these promises of Isaiah, they're just happening in Israel. You know, when you read about Isaiah, uh, when you read the words of Isaiah, in this scripture, we have two messages, good and bad. Now, I didn't have time to check with your pastor, but I want to ask you, what is your culture here? In this area, if somebody come to you and ask you, I have good news, I have two news for you, good and bad. What would you like to hear first? Good or bad? Okay, I can, it feels like 50-50, right? Somebody say bad, somebody say good. So there's probably not really clear culture. Okay, you know, in Israel, we always like to do bad news first. You know, let us deal with the problem. You know, like, well, let us deal with the problem. Then give us some good news, right? <laughs> okay, so uh, let me share with you first bad news. Is it okay? I know it's Sunday morning. We will speak about good news as well, right? Okay, so bad news. Bible say here. I want to read it again. Behold, or be ready, be aware. The darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. So, bad news. Darkness going to grow. It's not going to be easy. We will see changes in the world. We will see dark darkness of sin, and religious darkness, and all kind of, and all type of darknesses will rise. That's written in the Bible. 
Also in the New Testament, Jesus said about last days, saying, it won't be easy, but it will be glorious time. He prepared, preparing us, speaking to our lives, we're going to see lots and lots of darkness. I don't like it. Nobody like it, right? We don't like to see darkness. Nobody shout, hallelujah, darkness is coming. No, but it's a fact. And we see, we heard just pastors saying about attacks on, on your staff, you know, and many other people and lives and relatives, you know. The spiritual world is real. It's real. You know, the demons are real. And of course, God is almighty, is real. And we will see clash and battles and confrontation of light and darkness. We know about that. It's all in the Bible, but we're going to see more and more. It's what Jesus said. It was prophets prophesied. So we need to prepare ourselves. Uh, you know, and Jesus said, when you're going to see all these troubles and tribulations and disasters and, you know, all the changes in the earth and all the mess in the nature, he say, Run to your shelter. No, he didn't do that, right? He said, he said, rejoice. Redemption is coming. It's part of the deal. It's part of the redemption. He said, rejoice. So we need to learn to rejoice more and more in our prayers. <laughs> so that's the message. Darkness is growing. In Middle East, around Israel, just last few years, we have seen so many changes. You know, the ancient empires just collapsed. You know, so many wars. You know, Syria, uh, Afghanistan, uh, Iran, Iraq, Lebanon, Egypt, uprising of people, refugees, Jordan. The millions of people flee, you know, and running for their lives. Christians being persecuted. Even, even uh, Muslims killing other Muslims. You know, it's all big mess. What is it? Isaiah, Isaiah 60. And words, words of Jesus. Darkness is growing. But we have good promises of Jesus himself. We, we have good promises of prophets that spoke inspired by God. And they said to us, when we're going to see all of that, what shall we do? How we can stand it? What shall we do? It says he, here, arise, shine. Somebody told me, uh, when I was little, my mom used to say to me, rise and shine, right? It's a prophet Isaiah. Hallelujah. It's word of God. It's not only mama. <laughs> Praise God for mama. That's wonderful. But Jesus saying to us, you know, the prophet speaking to us, they saying to us that we will believe and we will obey and we will act. And it says here, arise, shine for your light has come and glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Hallelujah. God have prepared his glory for us. For the most darkest times, we will see even more of his glory. Where darkness is going to be darker, we will see more and more light of God. Hallelujah. And we have to believe in it. We have to, you know, act according to the word of God. It's going to happen with our lives. And we need to prepare ourselves because you will see. We will see. We all will see. We will go out and God will use us. We will come to some people and they will feel the presence of God. You will go out, you will say hi, you will ask somebody, can I pray for you? And Holy Spirit will just come down. You will see that. 
It's in the Bible. Hallelujah. You know, I had experience when I wasn't ready. And I remember talking to people. And people who feel the presence of God. And they would say, oh, uh, who are you? What are you doing? I feel, you know, and speaking about non-believers, they don't have these words like glory, you know, like and, <laughs> and presence. They just try to explain aura and all kind of crazy words, uh, you know, in Hebrew. But, you know, I remember when I wasn't prepared, I even didn't know what to do. I would say like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know what I do now? Now I'm telling them. That's glory of God. That's for you. Because God wants to do something in your life. I don't know you. I don't know what's going on in your life. But you feel that? It's for you because Jesus wants to do something in your life. So we need to start preparing ourselves. What we're going to do when people around us, when non-believers around us, or even believers around us, they will feel his presence because of you. Because you are there. Hallelujah. And you know the bottom line? It's not because of you. It's not even for you. It's for people. God has given his assignment to us. God has given his glory to us. All these wonderful promises. But you know, it's not just for us. It's way more than that. It's to be a blessing. To be a light for them. Hallelujah. Because he said, not just... Enjoy your light. Hallelujah. I'm going home to sit in my living room and just enjoy his presence. That's part of it. That's wonderful. But we receive it to be able to serve others, to bless others, to pass it away, to preach for others, to touch others, pray for others. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So God's saying here, when deep darkness will cover people, but the Lord will arise over you. You see, it's not you. It's not only for very, you know, dedicated people uh, or pastors or those who work in the kingdom and in the church. It's for every believer. God is saying here, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. Hallelujah. His glory will be seen upon you. How will, how will it look like his glory will be seen upon you. People will, will testify. People will notice it that Jesus is in you. His glory is in you. And I'm telling you, when I study Bible, it's clear. When darkness will be stronger, opposition will be stronger, we will see even more and more glory of God. More of healing power. More of restoration and restored families and restored relationships and different breakthroughs because God is faithful. Amen? Now, I want to read for you uh, one of the wonderful encouraging scriptures from the uh, book, book of Ezekiel 36 about Israel. But again, it's related to your life, to my life, to, to all of us. Okay, so Ezekiel 36. Now, Ezekiel 36, it's amazing chapter. It's just amazing chapter because it's prophesying about restoration of Israel with many, many details. You know, not just general uh, picture, not just general prophecy. They will come back. But many, many details. And God is speaking here uh, and remind us here that restoration of Israel happened. Take, it's taking place. It's continuing to take place. But God is behind it. You know, and he given us uh, all the details. He even saying, I will say to the hills, I will speak to the valleys, I will speak to the plains, 
and I will tell them to yield your crop for trees to branch your, you know, branches, trees to uh, spread your branches and give fruits and harvest for my people because they are coming back. And you know when it happened? God spoke it when Israel was a desert. Literally desert. You know, I live in the city in the desert. And it's amazing. You walk one street in the city, it's all green and beautiful and flowers. On the right side, dunes and sand, like Sahara Desert. Desert, you know. So the, the cities were rebuilt. And it's written right there in Isaiah. You know, cities were restored. And they received same names. So many, many, many details of the Bible. And uh, I don't think we have time to go to details today. Read your Bible. It's just amazing. You know, just amazing. But I want to uh, make very strong and interesting point. You know, restoration of Israel happened not because of Israel but because of God himself, because of his promises and his faithfulness. And I know and many people speak about Israel. And really there is big division around Israel. Christians, mostly, they understand because you read the Bible, right? You read your Bible, so you understand it's God. It's clear for you because it's prophecy. It's written in the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. You know that and you believe in that, right? Do you believe that? And of course, Jesus said, like your pastor said in the beginning, Jesus said, before he will return, Israel will be restored and Jewish people will be ready to welcome King of Kings. Israel and all nations and America as well. Hallelujah. Now, uh, you're blessed because you live in America who is the strongest friend and ally of Israel. And it's also part of the Bible, part of the promises. So God have chosen your nation to stand with Israel against many, 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 many other nations and all the enemies. So praise the Lord. God bless America. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. Yes, and you know, Israelis love America. So come more often to Israel. That's a great time for Israelis because they open uh, most of all for Americans. And as American Christians, you have to share your message. Why you do that? Bible, Jesus, right? They need to hear it. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm getting excited. And Holy Spirit is here. <laughs> Wonderful. But, uh, you know, things will change. And Israel will be under attacks. And I don't have time to go to the book of Revelation, but it says, you know, the one of the angels will blow the trumpet, and it says the uh, demonic powers will be released on this land. And they will come, first of all, to the kings. It says they will be like uh, demons, like frogs, uh, and they will be released to lie, first of all, to the kings of the nations to the governments, to the kings of the nations, and they will prepare the way for Antichrist and for the uh, final battle, and they will draw nations to fight against little tiny Israel. And you know, I live in Israel. It's very real. It's very real. You know, these things can happen anytime. Many times people ask me, so tell me more. When it happened? Uh, is it real? Is it not real? Do we have men in other 20 years, 30 years, 50 years? And I can tell you, Maybe we have another 20 or 30 years, or all these events, we can see that, uh, literally can happen in one, two years. One, two years. Really, with that close. It can be 20, or can be two. Everything is ready for what's written in the Bible. There is general preparation going on. Preparation of darkness, 
and preparation of kingdom. And Jesus himself let into certain things happened. And again, as first, as a people, as people, we don't like it. But as a Bible-believing followers of Jesus, we love it. We love it. Because it's in the Bible and it's happening. Hallelujah. It's final hour. And we're coming closer and closer to final hour. And you know, we're going to see many miracles and wonders and manifestations. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're going to see glory of God more and more. All over. And most important, in our lives. In your life. Amen. In your life. In your family. At your dinner table. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good and He is faithful. But now you will see that the attacks on Israel will grow through the media and media actually mostly against Israel for or already for a long time. You know, it will grow. And many uh, believers, uh, or I would say a different way, the enemy, Satan, he will lie and he will try to deceive many believers and even Christians. He will try to deceive, to twist information, to twist facts, and, and would love to deceive Christians to uh, cause them not to believe in Bible, but go by sight, to, go, to trust news more than Bible. And that's why it's important to remember what God is saying in the Bible here. Uh, and I want to read Ezekiel 36, verse 22. It says here, Therefore, now, now, uh, the background of this uh, scripture, restoration of Israel. Okay. God is speaking about nations. Everyone who fight against Israel, I will punish them and I will protect Israel. I will bless Israel. I will restore Israel and etc. All the wonderful promises he given to, uh, Israel. But then he turns two people of Israel and he's telling them very hard words. Look at that. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profound among the nations to which you came. Hallelujah. And there is more, but I will stop right here. So basically God is saying that restoration of Israel taking place not because of Israel, not because of Israel or Jewish people there, Better than others, more important than others. No, we're all equal. Amen. God loves everyone equal. Hallelujah. So it's not about Israel. It's about God himself. He said, I promised it and I will keep my word. I say that and I will keep my word because I'm faithful. So literally, it's not about Israel. You know, and Israel is not a perfect country. When you come, you will see we have great stuff and, you know, great achievements and wonderful stuff. But also, you know, we have brilliant people, you know, the most brilliant people in the world. And sorry to say, we have also stupid people. It's just normal nation. It's people. It's not about people. It's about God himself, his order, his plan, his destiny. Amen. And he chose one nation for a certain purpose and another nation for a certain purpose. And Israel is Israel. And America is America. Amen? You know, to understand that, let's say your pastor, okay? Can I speak about your pastor? Okay? Let's say your pastor. Why God have chosen Pastor Todd and his wife Tanya to be pastors, senior pastors, senior leaders of this church? Do you know? I don't know. Maybe he is taller than others. 
Probably not, right? <laughs> maybe he's stronger than others. I'm not sure about that, yeah? Uh, maybe he's most uh, uh, good-looking guy. He's not a good-looking man, right? But it's not about that, right? So why God chosen him? Maybe he prayed more than others? I'm not sure about that. Maybe he does. You know, we didn't spoke about that. But not necessarily, you know, God is raising some people of prayer, call them for prayer. They pray way more than the normal pastor, right? Even strong pastor. So why God have chosen Pastor Todd? I don't know. But before I tell you the next thing, I want to share you my story. You know, once in Israel, when we were very persecuted, uh, my church were persecuted because we are only Hebrew-speaking church in the entire city, and it's a big city. Uh, we just, you know, building first Christian building, a church building in the entire city. So we have lots of stuff going on, lots of resistance. Uh, you know, we have mixed cities in Israel. Some of them Arab and Jewish. Some of them only Arab or only Jewish. My city is only Jewish. That's why tolerance is law and, you know, they have all of that. One day I came home, my pictures and my wife's pictures were on the on the uh, streets all over, bus stops, you know, uh, pillars and everywhere you go in every corner, big posters. Be careful. Dangerous missionaries, you know, proselyting Jewish people, my home address, my pictures, my wife's pictures, and etc. And they would follow us, they will drive, you know, like spy movies. I have a tail, you know, always behind me, behind my wife and our leaders. It was tough, lots of pressure. I remember coming home. I was tired, discouraged, you know, it's get you some time. And uh, one day I just went to pray, and I was praying, and I, I ask God. And really, I didn't mean to ask God. It was my way to complain, you know. I say, oh, Jesus, you know, I'm Jewish, I'm Israeli. Jewish people persecuted us. It's like in the Bible, like in the New Testament, right? Apostles, they were Jews, and other Jews persecuted them. It's a family business, okay? (laughs) But anyway, I was tired, and I said to God, oh, Jesus, why did you choose Israelis? Why did you choose Jewish people to be chosen people? And suddenly, God spoke to me. I didn't expect, expect it because I know the answer. It's in the Bible. It was just my way to complain. But you know what he said to me? He said to me, it's not your business. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, Lord. I got it. And it's become big revelation for me. Really, God chose people of Israel. I don't know why. I mean, there are some scriptures in the Bible that give us some explanation. But I don't know why. That's his decision. So why God have chosen Pastor Todd and Tanya believe pastors? I don't know. It's his decision. Why he choose you to be where you at and to do what you call to do? I have no idea. And it's not my business. It's not your business. You know what is your business? Just to obey. Amen. Listen and obey. Amen. And do what he tell you to do. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So it's not about Israel. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's all about Jesus. Amen. It's about his kingdom. Sometimes God asking us to pray for someone, to pray for healing. And we don't, doesn't feel confident because we feel like, well, I'm being embarrassed. And you know, it's not about you. It's about people you want to touch. It's about people you want to encourage. It's about people you want to smile through you and speak comfort to their lives. It's not about you. It's all about Jesus and his kingdom. So we need to think less and less of ourselves and our comfort or not comfort and our confidence or lack of confidence, but more about 
Jesus, what do you want to do through my life? And can you imagine? Whatever you at your life, when you come to Jesus and you're asking him to bless somebody else, to touch somebody else, to heal somebody else, to encourage somebody else, he's doing that. He's doing that because he loves people. Hallelujah. And he's using any and every vessel he can find. Hallelujah. And he said about your life, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You carry his glory. Christ in you. Jesus is in you. Holy Spirit is in you. Hallelujah. So let's stand up together and let's pray. And if a piano player can come or so, would be good. Let's just pray. I know Jesus wants to do something this morning for you, for all of us. He wants to touch you, encourage you, to refresh your walk in him, draw you closer to him. Maybe there are certain things not right in your life. Hallelujah. We have access to his grace and forgiveness. Hallelujah. Even maybe you didn't follow the call. You didn't do things you, you know God wants you to do. Now is the time. Hallelujah. When Holy Spirit will touch you, encourage you, speak to you, or remind you prophetic words you received earlier. Hallelujah. He will do something in your life. Amen. So let's pray. Let's just be in his presence. Let's receive his presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for your presence in our life. Thank you, Lord, that you created this day to bless us, to encourage us, to change our lives, Lord, to draw us closer to you, Lord, to open our eyes to see in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're here in your presence to receive, Lord, to receive. Touch us, Holy Spirit. Refresh us, Holy Spirit. Touch our lives, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I can hear Holy Spirit is speaking to some of us here. Don't worry about your children. They will serve me. They will come back. They will be in my presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And to some we say, don't be afraid. You struggle with fear about future and about circumstances, but I'm with you. And I will, I will lead you through that and you will see my victory. You will see my glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We receive it, Lord. We receive it, Lord. Hallelujah. And some of us need healing here. We've been praying already, but let's pray once more. Uh, you know, Bible said, pray for each other to be healed. So if anyone has sickness, I'm not going to call front, but where you at, but just can you raise your hand if you need healing from Jesus? If you have any sickness or, or problem in your body, just raise your hand, please. Uh, Bible said, Bible saying us, pray for each other to be healed. So can you turn around and see person with the hand and lay your hand on him, on her, and let's pray for each other. Or just hold hands. Let's just pray for each other. Amen. Let's pray for healing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will heal everyone here who need your healing, Lord. We pray for your healing in the name of Jesus. 
be healed, be restored, be healed. Pain, you have to go away. We are proclaiming healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I know there is times when it feels like, where is my miracle? Where is my breakthrough that pastor is speaking about? Where is promises of God? God is faithful. You know, my testimony, we're right in the middle of a church building. We're by the end of construction. And so for so many years, it feels like God has done miracles in Africa, in India, in America. Lots of stories of His glory and breakthroughs and buildings of our church has been built. And it felt like we had only persecutions and problems. But day has come. And suddenly, it really was like suddenly, suddenly what we prayed for, what we expected from God happened and we faced big historical miracle for our city. Does it sound familiar? About your life? Does it sound familiar? Sometimes it feels like, where are you, Jesus? He is with you to bless you and your breakthrough is coming. One Sunday morning or Sunday evening, on every other day, you will see Jesus will show up and will do it for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Pastor, please come. Amen. You can just be seated for just a moment. Wasn't that great? Man, I feel feel so honored to have Pastor Israel and Sister Vicky with us today. You know, um, whenever we were in Israel a year and a half ago, I got a chance to um, to preach in his church, and he has two services. There's so many Russians that have come in. He's got a service just for the Russian-speaking people, and then, of course, the Messianic Jews, but they just recently, are y'all in your own new building now? Not yet. They've been working on this new building since we've been, they were doing construction, but it's the first, first Messianic Hebrew church in Ashdod. First building ever. Amen. It's a landmark. It's, it's great. Amen. But you know, uh, I, I want to just share a couple of verses and we're going to receive this offering. But in Psalm 122, and in verse 6 through 9, you might be familiar with this verse, but it says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. I think that the, the Jewish people are close to the heart of God, right? And I think whenever, as he said, America has been one of their greatest allies. We've, we've supported them. And recently, what, you know, just some of the stuff that the president is doing, you know, you know history has proven when people side and people support Israel, God's favor will be with them. But just the opposite is true. Amen. And as a church, I always thought, man, we need to support reaching the Jewish people, not just reaching like caring for them, but they are, you know, they need the Messiah. They need their eyes, their spiritual eyes open. Amen. And, and I'm so honored to be able to have this partnership now and this relationship with Pastor Israel. And here's another verse, you know, in uh, what is it? Gen, uh, what is it? Genesis 12. Um, it says that uh, uh, talking to Abraham, whoever blesses you, I will bless. Whoever curses you, I will curse. And, and that's, you know, Abraham is the father, you know, of the nation, right? And so and then this last verse in Romans 15, 26 
It says, for you see the believers in Macedonia and Achaia have eagerly taken up an offering for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. They were glad to do this because they feel they owe a real debt to them. Since the Gentiles received the spiritual blessings of the good news from the believers in Jerusalem, they feel the least they can do in return is to help them financially. How many of you know that it's through the Jewish people that we have, we have the sacred word of God, amen? It's through the Jewish people that we have the patriarchs in the Bible. It's through the Jewish people that we have our Messiah, Jesus, amen? And so, you know, it's a, it's a blessing to be a part of the Jewish people. And so uh, we're gonna receive an offering for Pastor Israel and, and for their ministry. And so if you wanna give a seed, I just want you to know that I believe we get blessed as we bless them. Amen. And so the ushers will come and get ready to receive the offering. And, and I, I want to pray, Pastor Israel and Miss Vicky, if you would just come and join me. Tanya, if you would come join me as the ushers come and, and get ready uh, to receive the offering. I, I want to pray for them and, and pray for God's grace over them. And uh, if you would, as they just stand, uh, would you just extend your hand out towards them and, and let us pray for them as we pray God's blessing over them, as God continues to use them. Father, we pray right now, Lord, what, a, what an honor, what a privilege it is, Lord, just to stand, Lord, with a representative, with representative of those who are reaching your people, Lord, that are ministering, Lord, compassion and grace and mercy and, and the truth, uh, Lord, to your people. God, we pray, your hedge around them, Lord. And God, we pray supernatural grace be released over them, Lord. And we pray favor, we pray blessing upon blessing upon them, God. May your face shine upon them and upon their ministry, upon their family. And Lord God, may you continue to use them, Lord, powerfully as they continue Continue to do the work of God, Lord, in Ashdod and throughout Israel. Thank you, Lord God, for blessing this couple, for blessing this ministry, and for blessing your people, we pray. In the strong and the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Now, Pastor Israel, if you would pray for those, uh, for the congregation now, and just release a blessing over them before we receive this offer. Can I pray it in Hebrew? I will pray Aaronic blessing. God himself said to uh, Moses and Aaron, pray this prayer and my people will be blessed. So God will bless you and keep you, will shine his face on you and give you peace. So I will pray it in Hebrew. Okay, so let's just close our eyes and receive blessing. Ivarechecha Adonai ve'ishmerecha Ya'er Adonai panavelecha ve'ikunecha Ya'er Adonai panavelecha in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. Amen. They'll be here if you want to just greet them and say hi to them uh, after you leave. But uh, uh, you can go ahead and just receive the offering. Amen. What, a, what an honor. What a privilege. And by the way, uh, we're going back to Israel in September. And I think there's a few more spots. If anybody's interested in, in coming, just go to the uh, to the desk in the lobby. Just let them know. And uh, I think we have 20 or something like that that's already set, ready to go. And so we're looking forward. I'm looking forward to being back and you're with your people and your congregation. Uh, what, a, what a tremendous uh, honor it was to be there and to be in Israel. You know, didn't y'all plant a church in Jerusalem or in some other area? 
Yeah. So they're planting churches in Israel as well. One of the neat outreaches they they do, they do many outreaches. When people come back to Israel, they reach out to them by giving them clothes and just the necessities because they just, they don't have anything. And so they just extend mercy to them. But one of the things that they're doing is they're loading buses up with these people and they bringing them like to the Sea of Galilee and they're just showing them the footprints of Jesus, these people, and they're just bringing them through the history of Israel and showing them just and, and just teaching them the Bible. They, they recently did it. I think they had 1,700 people. And so they're just being very creative and just reaching those folks there. Amen. It's a great day to be alive for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Why don't you stand with me and let's close in prayer. Come on, I'm believing the light is shining on you this morning. Amen. Come on, I believe the light, the greater light, a greater light is shining on you today. I want you to just receive right now. Father, may the light of Jesus be released. Lord, may your glory be released. Lord, may you use us as your hands and your feet as we leave this building today. God, may your anointing be with us. May your grace be with us. Lord, may we make a difference, Father, right here in Lafayette and in our community. We pray in the strong and the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. If you need prayer for anything, just come forward. If not, be blessed. Have a great day. You're dismissed.